Salam. Welcome to my podcast, Unpacking with Mina. This podcast is a space where comfortable and uncomfortable conversations will occur. We will explore together the world by dissecting various issues that pertain to the human experience in a raw, authentic, and fun way. So buckle up for a fun ride. Hi friends and welcome back to another episode of Unpacking with Mina. I hope this episode finds you well, healthy and most importantly happy. This is a very exciting episode because this is going to be the first episode of a mini series um, that I will start from now until November 3rd. The mini series is going to be called 34 Lessons because I will be sharing with you 34 lessons I have learned for the past 34 years because my birthday is November 3rd. So from now until November 3rd, every week, I'll be sharing with you six lessons until we finish all 34 lessons. So my goal from this is that you find something for you in my lessons. Hopefully, um, you learn something from my experience as a human being. So take what you need and leave what doesn't serve you, you know, from all of this. So let's get started. Um, before we get started, let me tell you about how we're going to be doing this. Some of my lessons start with little poetry because I just, I think I just got inspired and I was able to write about them. Um, so I'll be reading the poem first and then talk about the point or the lesson. The first one is you are doing your best trying to figure your path out and there is no wrong or right way of doing it as long as you're doing it your way. So my thinking here is we're going to talk about purpose. What is your purpose in life? Guys, let's just agree that God makes no mistakes whatsoever. And we are on this earth for a reason because we are created to fulfill a specific purpose. Some people are able to find that purpose early on in life, but it takes time for others. It can be a very daunting journey to find your purpose with a lot of pain unfolding and lots of uncomfortable feelings surfacing, but it is worth going to war with yourself for. Because once you find out who you are, nothing and nobody can stop you from being that person and knowing your why the reason why you are on this earth and and why were you created your journey of life becomes much more meaningful you start living with a purpose and you do things with intentions so as you unfold into the person you're supposed to be Think of these questions that could help you be guiding questions to finding out your purpose. Like, what drives you? What do you want to know about yourself more? What do you want to see more in this world that you think the world is lacking? What would you fight for in a war? In other words, what do you really stand up for? 
What would you want to be remembered for when you are no longer here? And what would you save the world from if you could? By answering these questions, you're going to be able to learn about the core of who you actually are and what you stand for and what you truly believe in. Some people are here to make a fortune and leave. Some people are not here for a long time. They're here for a good time. That's a Drake song. But some people like myself, my purpose, I feel like my purpose in life is to serve others. And it, I have been able and I've been blessed to do that in many, 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 many ways. I have worked with refugees. I have worked as a teacher and I still am a teacher. So I serve people and I help people. And when I'm not helping people, I'm probably helping an animal. So I really truly believe that I was born here to help people and creatures in one way or another just even if it's a smile even if it's make to make someone's day better but to help people and once i figured that out i was able to truly live my truth because everything i do is revolved around that i am a teacher and i'm able to help so many kids literally more than a hundred kids every single day i help them learn i help them feel good about themselves i tell them that their eyebrows are amazing when they're not i just am there for them you know and other than that i do know that in my life i am a person of um strength for a lot of people i am a lot of people's hope just through me being the positive person that i am So I'm hoping that those questions can help you really get to the core of who you are and find the, your purpose in order to live your life fully, which is going to lead us to our next point, which is or lesson, never pretend to be living, live wholesomely. Listen, guys. I want you to imagine this scenario at the end of your life when you are taking your last breath and you know you don't have any much longer. What will you say about your life? How would you describe your life? Would you think that you lived a life that is super full or would you say that you were pretending to be living? I feel like I caught you off guard because this is a heavy question. But really think about this question. Do you think the life you are li the life you're living today will be worth your last breath? Are the details of your everyday life aligned with your purpose right now? And what you want your life to look like? If not, what can you be doing right now? to live the life that you actually want to live and to stop pretending. What changes can you actually make in your current life in order for you to live the life that you deserve? I want you to know that life is so, so, so short and sometimes we 
get into our head and and live lives that are not meant to be for us because so and so suggested to do this and so and so wanted us you know sometimes our parents want us to choose their careers and the careers that they wish they had and then we end up with a career that we absolutely hate but life is so short life is too short to do something that you are not into doing and to be with someone that you're not really loving and to live and show up as somebody that you are not so i encourage you to ask yourself this question like am i really living or am i just pretending and and if i am pretending what can i be doing today to change that what changes can i make in my life in order for me to start living wholesomely next lesson to find yourself you must acknowledge your darkness and hold your flaws super tight you must let go of what is holding you find your light I truly believe that people find the idea of finding themselves very cool it's very hip it's very in they repost quotes on Instagram and by art Pinterest quotes but most people avoid the heavy heavy lifting that actually is required to truly find who we really are to find yourself it is not an easy process and it is an ongoing process like I don't think I'm not sitting here telling you oh yeah I found myself and I love her I am a work in progress obviously and I'm still working through it but I'm solid where I am right now and the person I've become right now I will change because I'm a human being and I evolve but for the most part I think the core is there the the skeleton is right there we're just building on it <sighs> to find yourself you must truly go through like the ugly work that we all try to avoid there is no way around it looking into your abandoned corners of what makes you who you are is not really fun but it is necessary it is necessary to unravel the missing pieces in order to figure out what you really need to focus on to build and repair the broken things within yourself and that could include asking very necessary and comfortable questions about yourself and have honest conversations with yourself to find yourself this is a practice that takes time patience and definitely honesty with ourselves because this is not a group project it's your project your your own project but at the end of it all you will reveal a person who is exactly who you're supposed to be but I do have a disclaimer this might cost your relationships opportunities and it's definitely going to cost you your old self definitely because you're gonna lose who you know the, the the unnecessary pieces of who you are we go on carrying trauma around and hauling it around 
if we don't work on it, it will be with us for the rest of our life and we will transmit it to children and we will just, boy, that is heavy. I would rather do the heavy lifting and get rid of all of that than to heavy lift trauma all my life. So some questions to consider are, what am I holding on to that is holding me back from living my truth? Whether it's my past, whether it's my trauma, it could be anything. What traumas do I need to work on in order for me to evolve? What am I willing to go to war for to find myself? And who am I willing to lose to come out of this? These are questions only you can answer in order for you to find who you really, really are. The next lesson is about anxiety, our favorite topic. Here's a little poem I wrote about. Heart pulsating, palm sweating, I'm out of breath, but full of thoughts that gang up on me when I'm faced down. Guys, we all have some sort of anxiety, whether we have realized it or not, but probably we do, you know, because we're human beings alive with deadlines and, and projects and worries and problems. So that makes you anxious. And sometimes we allow our anxieties to make decisions for us and drive our actions. We allow our brains to wander to a place of no return. We allow ourselves to fall apart to ideas that either passed or have not existed yet. Anxiety is very much part of our lives. Like it's, it's just the truth, especially in, in, in fast-paced countries where it's go, 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 go. So I don't have an answer to like, oh, this is how you live your life anxiety-free. I don't. But I'm just going to share with you some strategies that I use to cope with it because it's very much part of my life. So I have basically accepted the fact that I will probably be anxious a lot, but I can't let that consume me and rob me of my present moment. Because whenever I feel some anxious feelings building up about my past decisions, actions or events, I sit there and I choose to forgive myself. Because most of the time when we think about the past and we're anxious, we're not thinking happy thoughts. Happy thoughts don't make us anxious. We think sad thoughts. Oh my God, why did this happen to me? Oh my God, why did I do this? I embarrassed myself. And I just sit somewhere and decide and take the decision to forgive myself. Maybe I made a bad decision in my past. Well, I'm going to forgive myself. That's it. I can't control it. I can't change it. I'm, what I can do is to forgive myself in order for me to move on with my life. And I choose forgiveness because the past has passed and because I can no longer control it. What I can control is the now. You cannot live your life in the past because you will very much miss your present. And the same thing for overthinkers. I see you guys in the back. Overthinkers are mm, people who think of the future. 
I mean, you can also overthink about your past, but I feel like whenever we overthink and overanalyze, we're thinking of something that hasn't even happened yet. And we get sucked into creating some fake scenarios that do not even exist about future that we haven't even seen. It might not even happen the way we are creating these scenarios. It's human nature to worry, but I think what I always say is there are some logical worries. There are some worries that are logical, but there are some worries that are super illogical and just crazy. Like if you lost your job and the rent is coming up and you're like, oh my God, how am I going to make it? That's a legit worry. But if you sit somewhere and think, oh my God, I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. You don't know that. You don't know that. You're letting your life and you're letting your mind create scenarios that don't even exist yet. So... I think what has helped me personally is distinguishing between um, very like concrete worry and worry that I actually have the right to worry about and just bullshit and things that I can't control. And okay, what, what, why am I doing this? Do I have some time? Why do I feel the need to sit somewhere and overthink about the future that hasn't even happened? And, I, and then I just lean into trusting that God is going to take care of it for me. Because he always does. And I bet that if I ask you a question about something that you worried about in the past, it's probably part of your past now. And you no longer think about it anymore because it's resolved. So... Here are some strategies that I use to help me with my anxiety whenever I feel like I'm going out of control and spiraling down that hole. Um, I I learned this from my friend Laura who learned it from a doctor. Whenever you feel super anxious and you literally can't and you're heavy, your breathing is super heavy, you just come back to your senses Try to think of something that you can smell in the moment. Try to think of something that you can touch. Try to think and touch it, not just think and touch that thing. Think of something that you can smell in your presence right there in that moment. If you can taste something, taste it. You're kind of bringing your self back to the present, whether you were in the past or the future, you're bringing yourself back to your senses and to your present. And fixate on looking at something, like watch something, just that one thing, and kind of bring yourself back to the present. When you come back to your present, think of things that you are grateful for, that you did not have in the past. Just think of things that you probably wished for in your past that you now have and got used to and life is all of a sudden going to feel better because chances are you were just in your head and you need to get out of it but this is really the truth for anxiety sometimes you just can't help it sometimes you just can't control it 
you know, but we can cope with it. Our next and final lesson for today is to live in the moment. So it's just an extension of what we just talked about. In between your goals, dreams, and life's milestones, make sure you're doing more than surviving. Make sure you are thriving. Guys, let me tell you a story. When I first moved to the US, I realized that life was really, really fast. But then I also realized that I loved the rush America has to offer. I loved having a million things to do during the day because that measured my success. I, I, as messed up as it sounds, I used to measure my success with how many things I was able to check off my list and accomplish that day. And after many years and many trips to the doctor for acute stress and high blood pressure, I didn't realize that I was racing and sleepwalking through my life rather than actually living it at all. I was barely, barely surviving. And I lived for the weekends, days off, days offs, and um, big celebrations. Anything in between basically didn't matter. I didn't remember it. I just worked, worked, worked. Now, wait. I'm not saying that um, work is not important because work is definitely important and I take my job super seriously. But I'm not going to die for my job. I am a teacher. I'm a high school teacher. And work never stops. There's actually a saying, I don't remember what it is, but I think there's a saying that that goes like this, like, Teachers work around the clock, like it's a 24-7 job. I actually hate this saying. I don't think that's fair to teachers because we're human beings before we are teachers. So it's not okay for you to think that I actually have to be on the clock working 24-7. That's really not okay. And that's a very, very messed up idea that somebody started at some point and now it's a thing. Because I know a lot of teachers that don't stop. And, and I actually was one of them. I was one of those teachers that just couldn't stop. Because there's always work. There is always work. And not just for teachers. This applies to anything. There is always work to do. It's really up to us to just switch off. Like, okay, I've done enough for the day. I need to take care of myself. Because I'm not really sure when... We all decided that self-care is a luxury. It almost looks selfish when people take care of themselves. And, and I even hear it in conversations. Like sometimes teachers, when they talk to each other and they say, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm just going to go home and, and work on some things. It's like they show off because they work harder than others. And, and, and you know what? I don't want to be in that club. I don't want to be showing off that way. That is not the way I want to show off. Because if I'm not whole, I'm not going to show up as myself. And I'm not going to be able to serve the, those children anyway. And this realization came to me during the, the quarantine, actually. During quarantine, when everything suddenly stopped, I 
I actually probably was the one of the very few, few people that like didn't feel I, I was obviously terrified of whatever was going on but I didn't feel sad I didn't feel depressed to be a, a, a quarantined because I had the time to do everything that I truly loved and enjoyed I was able to cook a nice meal I was able to bake with almond flour go to a park read give myself facials talk to my family more and that brought me so much joy. I became a better person. I became a better daughter, a better teacher even. I became a better friend. And when quarantine was over, I had to ask myself, how can I keep doing what I love doing when life goes back to normal? Like, okay, I mean, how can you fit these things in during the week? You don't have, I don't have to do it all, but at least some of it. So I decided to stop living for the weekend. And I'm really proud to report that these past three weeks, even though they have been super challenging because we're teaching online and everybody's crazy, everything is crazy, but I've been able to just stop work, literally turn off that switch and put everything away and go to a park and take a walk because otherwise I'm not going to be able to teach the next day. And I encourage you to ask yourself the question, what can I do every single day? What kind of a routine can I add to my day that can make my days better? Honestly, because you will show up as a better version for yourself. And I've been a teacher for nine years. Can you believe this is, this is finally the year in which I'm applying this and I'm actually doing it? Lord, it's way too long. Um, and also one, another thing that made me realize this and it's a really sad thing is that four teachers died of the virus in Arizona. And obviously, and after two weeks they posted their job description and their jobs online and it made me realize that like even though I truly love my job and I go to work happy to work with kids and and connect with them at the end of the day I have to stay healthy and we can't be healthy if we're overworked and we can't be healthy if we are uh, stressed out we just can't stress is the worst disease ever it's called the silent killer because it kills people stress can become and be, can can manifest itself into actual physical symptoms of whatever it looks different from one person to another some people get acne some people get headaches some people commit suicide from stress so especially right now we are in a high stress times with all this uncertainty from this virus and we are working from home and we are not living life as we knew it we must take care of ourselves if you are a young person listening to me right now and you started working recently start now build a routine for yourself that will always include you taking care of yourself during the week so that you're not living for the weekend. 
I really wish I could go back and change a lot of things and I can't but what I can do is start now to take my health seriously and to take care of myself more often and not think about it as a luxury or as selfishness so for today these are our lessons next week we're gonna be sharing more lessons with you I really hope you can find something in this for you and I hope that my lessons of life can help you tap into your life and learn from them thank you so much for listening to me I hope you have a beautiful night love and light Mina